In Ruku we say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, Holy is my Lord, the Great. The word Rabb means Lord with a primary signification on bringing a thing to a state of completion by degrees, a stage-by-stage and step-by-step perfection. So this meaning of Rabb is especially relevant for prayer because many times we go to one extreme or the other when it comes to spiritual progress, either extremely high ambitions or complete despair. And this mistake causes a lot of people to fall off in their path towards achieving their long-term spiritual goals, their long-term purpose in life. Hazrat Muslim who explains how it is that Satan sometimes invites us towards goodness with the hope that it will actually turn us towards evil. He explained that the difference between an angel inspiring us and telling us to do something good is that there's something gradual to it. He gave the analogy of a teacher, that a teacher who means well for the student gradually teaches the student with lessons that the student can understand and progress on. But a teacher who's an enemy of that student, he'll give such a difficult lesson on the first day that the student will give up and never want to come back. So this is the analogy of how Satan motivates us to do good. He tells us to do so much good, read so much prayer, salat, that then we'll get tired of it and we'll never want to do it again. So Satan puts it in our heart that we should become a saint today. We should pray all day and then fast all year. So Hazrat Muslim who said that this is the telltale sign of a satanic motivation to do goodness. Now, the reason for so many of our failures in spiritual progress is because of not using this common sense. It is a point of common sense. In our worldly ambitions and objectives, we know that if we're aiming for something that is high, then we need to have a steady work schedule and a plan by which we're gonna achieve our objective. If somebody wants to get a degree, he doesn't just start going crazy studying everything and trying to cover it in a few weeks. He plans it out. There's a gradual discipline that he does to change his life. So this also is the common sense that has to apply in spirituality. If we go against that spirituality, then we'll suffer. And to be hasty, to be overly hurrying, this is an unfortunate approach to spirituality, which is inconsistent with the logic that we use in our regular lives, in our material lives. Hazrat Masih said that it is a pity, however, that many of those who pay heed and wish to gain nearness to God, they seek immediate results. They know not the degree of patience and ambition that is required in matters of religion. It is surprising that they wait years on end for the acquisition of worldly objectives for which they strive day in and day out and for which they exert their best efforts. So here Huzur explains that in every religious matter, even in religious matters, every form of progress is gradual. When we're impatient, when we're in way too much of a hurry, then it causes despair. That's where we're headed. There's no other way about it. And there's two ways that we get to that despair. One is that when we push ourselves too much and we set too high expectations, then when those expectations are disappointed, then we feel despair. This is something that we experience in our worldly lives as well. For example, sometimes when people get married, they're so blinded by infatuation that they set extremely high expectations for each other. They think that they're going to have the perfect marriage and that infatuation blinds them to reality. Then when that infatuation wears off, even though they might have otherwise been a compatible couple, but that disappointment becomes such a big obstacle that a lot of times relationships deteriorate because of it. That disappointment is something that's very hard to overcome. So even though those expectations were not real, they were just imaginary, but since they felt real to us, so that disappointment is very real and the damage it causes is real as well. So the same thing applies to spirituality. If we set 
high expectations and ambitions and we have no patience and we think that we want to become a saint in a short period of time. Even though there's no reality behind that expectation, it's just something we made up ourselves, it's imagination. But when those expectations are disappointed, that disappointment will be crushing. It's because those expectations felt real, so that disappointment is very real as well. So this is one way that we fall into despair. Another way that we fall into despair is that when we overextend ourselves, we actually start to hate religion and prayer itself. As an example of this, if a person wants to get in shape, if they're not in shape, if they don't exercise, they live a generally sedentary lifestyle, and they say that, okay, now I'm gonna get fit, all of a sudden, and they start going to the gym for two hours every day. Anybody with common sense knows, everybody in the gym knows that this person is gonna get tired of it after a week. He's gonna hate exercising and we're probably never gonna see him again. So when a person approaches spirituality with such an extreme perspective, then it's not that it's a harmless ambition. It's just a big effort that he make and then made and then that's it, maybe he'll gain something from it. It actually can have a reverse effect. That after going that, um, exerting himself that extremely when it comes to spirituality, then it is likely that he will come into that satanic trap, that he will come out of that effort, disliking and actually hating prayer and the observance of salat more than he did before. As it is Muslim, one who explains that Satan will motivate someone to think that he has to find God today, then he will create despair in that person's heart when he fails. Huzur goes on to say that um, this type of hastiness is from Satan. Its result is that when he fails to achieve what he desires, he despairs and then leaves everything. So, so many failures in Salat happen because of these fluctuations in our motivation, feeling overly motivated and feeling no motivation whatsoever. So this is why the five daily prayers are there. It's a consistent basic minimum effort that we do every single day. If we're not feeling motivated, then that's the minimum we do. And if we are feeling very motivated, then we should improve the quality of those five daily prayers as much as we can, rather than trying to go above and beyond and doing eight rakat of tahajjad out of nowhere. So Zid Masima said that some prayers take less than 15 minutes to offer. It is surprising that time in prayer is considered a waste of time when it has so many benefits. So this is the minimum we can do. Some people say that five is too many. We should just do one, start off with one and then gradually progress from there. No, five is the minimum. We should not go so low in our motivation that we don't even do the five, but we should not so go high in our motivation that we suddenly start doing even nawafil that we weren't doing before when we weren't doing any faras at all. The Holy Prophet wasallam said that observe moderation in doing good deeds. Um, observe moderation. And if you fail to observe it perfectly, try to do as much as you can and be happy for none of you will be able to get into paradise because of his deeds alone. So when we find ourselves in these fluctuations and we all find ourselves in these fluctuations, then we should remind ourselves of these things that is my motivation coming from Satan my motivation to pray, is it coming from Satan or is it coming from Allah Almighty? Because if it comes from Allah Almighty, then it has this characteristic of rububiyat, of gradual fostering, of stage-by-stage -stage progress. But when it comes from Satan, it does not have that characteristic. So if, for example, I feel overly motivated and I want to just do a thousand nawafil in one day or a hundred or whatever it is, then what we can remind ourselves of is that no matter how many nafil I do in one day, Allah Ta'ala is only going to give me the progress that's possible in one day. For example, if I do a thousand push-ups in one day, it doesn't mean I'm gonna become a thousand times stronger than I would with one push-up. That's not how it works. I'm not gonna become a thousand times stronger. I'm probably gonna end up getting hurt. So in the same way, if I did a thousand nafil in one day out of nowhere, doesn't mean I'm gonna make a thousand nafil of progress. I'm probably gonna regress and go back. 
So this is something we can remind ourselves of. No matter how much I do suddenly, the laws of nature are still in effect in the physical and in the spiritual world. My progress will be gradual no matter what. And if I'm feeling under-motivated, no motivation at all, then we can remind ourselves that Allah Ta'ala's rububiyat, the mercy through, which comes through His rububiyat, His gradual fostering is still there. It is there to give us that gradual progress that we are capable of pushing ourselves to every single day. And if we, out of our lack of motivation, don't benefit from it, then we squander those blessings and that mercy of Allah Almighty. So this is a consistency that the rububiyat of Allah Almighty teaches us, and which has been taught to us by the Holy Prophet Muhammad wasallam that the acts most pleasing to Allah are those which are done continuously, even if they are small. So a very important thing that the rububiyat of Allah Almighty reminds us of when we say Rabbi Al-Azim or Rabbi Al-Ala, each time we say Rabb is a reminder of being mature in our spiritual ambitions rather than immature. Not setting such high expectations that meet our short-term goals, but then completely fail in our long-term goals.